The gospel reading the church presents us today is a difficult one. It begins with one of the harder teachings in the gospels and ends with an easy one. It seems like an odd juxtaposition, but if we look at the context in Mark's gospel, it perhaps might make a little bit more sense. The Lord has begun his journey to Jerusalem, to the cross. At the beginning of the previous chapter, chapter 9, we hear of the transfiguration of the Lord and his first predictions of the Passion. Meanwhile, his disciples were squabbling over who would be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. To correct them, the Lord took a child and told the disciples that whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. The child was not a symbol of innocence, but rather something of complete dependence. In that society, children had no rights. They had no expectation of rights. They were wholly and completely dependent on the goodwill of others for their survival. The least one who comes in the name of Christ is worthy of being received as Christ. Now, Christ takes the children whom the disciples were trying to shoo away and says, The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen. I say to you, whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. If we really want to follow Jesus, we must be utterly trusting and dependent upon him. If we trust Jesus and desire to enter the kingdom, then we must work to accept even the hard teachings. We will see this in the gospel next weekend with the episode of the rich young man who was told to give up his wealth to the poor and then follow Jesus. The young man goes away sad because he is attached to his wealth and can't let go of it to trust the Lord in faith. Which brings us back to the hard teaching in today's gospel on marriage. The Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus once again with a trick question, and once again the Lord turns the question back on them. They have to admit that the law allowed divorce as a concession, but never thought it, never taught it as a good. Jesus then points out that the concession arose because people's hearts were hardened by the effects of sin. He calls the Pharisees and us to consider the state of humanity before the fall. We hear this in our first reading. The man, Adam, was alone. He had cattle, he had birds, he had all sorts of wild animals to hand. He named them, but none was suitable. None was made for him. Seeing this, God made the woman, Eve, such that she was bone of his bones and flesh of his flesh. She was like the man and unlike the animals. Adam and Eve were created for each other. In each other, they found a complementary partner, someone who completed themselves. Before the fall, before the serpent insinuated himself between them, there was a perfect union of these first spouses. But it wasn't just the two, Adam and Eve. It was three, Adam, Eve, and God. Before the fall, the spouses were in communion with each other and with God. This is the image of marriage that Christ is proposing in today's gospel. And so I think this is the lesson the church is trying to present to us today in the gospel. If we wish to enter the kingdom of heaven, we must receive Christ's teaching, his love, and his grace with the trusting love of a small child. And in order to do that, we must have God at the center of our lives. The relationship between a husband and wife 
if it is truly blessed, must have Jesus at the center of it. The relationship between friends, if Christ is at the center, will also be graced. To be a good priest or deacon, we must have Christ at the center of our relationship with the church. So if Jesus is not at the very center, very heart of our relationships with everyone, something or someone else must be. When we sense that we are letting something crowd Jesus out of the center of our lives and our relationships, we must work to put him back at that center. When we recognize our dependence on God and on his grace, we can turn to him in love and forgiveness and ask forgiveness for the times he wasn't at the heart of our lives, and we can ask him to remove the things that are standing in his way. Praised be Jesus Christ, both now and forever.